So today, I want to talk about a business idea that I think anybody could start if you wanted to be an entrepreneur, and especially if you're retired and you have a little bit of cash. And so this one is something, and I'm just fleshing it out in my head because it's the first time I've ever been part of this. But let me go back a little bit. A In December... We instead of getting my wife's parents a gift this year, we decided to buy an experience because they're getting a little bit older. They have, you know, everything that they want. So we decided to take them to Top Golf, and that is not the business idea. Um, if you've ever been to Top Golf, that would take a significant investment. But it was the first time I'd ever been to anything like that. So we took them there. They enjoyed it, and we took um, our oldest kids who. Uh, my daughter's out on her own. We took her and her husband, and we had a really good time. But one thing happened during that trip. My my daughters, and this has kind of been a joke with my daughters because one of them's in ninth grade and one's in seventh grade. And we used to have a girls' golf coach at our school who was always like, "You got to get your daughters to play golf because for girl golfers, colleges pass out scholarships like they're candy because there's not enough girl golfers. They don't even have to be good." they can swing a club and hit a ball uh they can get a scholarship so i'm always like don't you girls want to play golf and they're like no dad we don't want to play golf so anyway we went to top golf and my youngest child she is in seventh grade and she had a really good swing she never swung a, a club anywhere before except maybe mini golf but she had some really good hits and she's like i think i like golf so then we went and got her she had her first lesson this week and so she's learning how to swing it right because I thought, man, if, if she can hit the ball and she has no idea what she's doing, um, it's probably a good idea to get her some golf lessons so that she can create some good habits right off the start so she doesn't have to undo them later. So she had a good golf lesson. So this weekend, she's like, Dad, I got to go practice. We got to go practice somewhere. Well, there's a driving range near my house. And we I've never stopped there. You know, I don't even know what it, what it takes, how much it's going to cost. So I'm like, okay. Let's take some clubs, get some clubs, go down to the driving range. So we go down to the driving range. I walk in. It's this young guy behind the counter. And I'm like, hey, we're new to golf. How's this work? I mean, I, is it a monthly fee? Is it? He's like, no. You buy a bucket of balls. We have small, medium, and large. It's like you can buy them from me and you get a token and you take it out to the machine and it'll dump balls into the bucket and then you just go hit them. And then we pick them up later and you don't have to worry about it. He said, or you can use the machine outside to run a credit card and uh, you can buy the balls that way. And I was like, okay. So we, we bought a bucket of balls. We went out there. There was probably 20 um, little spots. Half of them were set up like um, it had a really nice little golf setup, you know, a little fake, I don't even know what you call it, a fake green, all that kind of stuff. Uh, There's probably 10 of those. And then there was another 10 to 20 little slots where it was just on the dirt and they had laid out some areas where you're supposed to swing from it had some cheap adirondack chairs uh the kind you get at like home depot or something so you could sit while the other person was golfing very easy setup so where you're golfing from is little raised area and and then it's like three feet above where where you're driving the balls and then the balls had little markers out in the field. Not the balls, but the field had markers. And it was like a green and yellow flag. And then there was a key that said that's 75 yards. And a green and white flag. 
uh, was 30 yards, and then there was a 50-yard marker, and then there was a pole way out there that was like 300 yards. So that's that's kind of how it was set up. And the place where we bought the balls, where the young guy was working, was just a little cheap trailer. I don't even know if it was a trailer. It's maybe a pad of concrete with some walls and some air conditioning. I mean, that's about it. And then they had stuff that they were selling in there. But I was sitting there watching my daughter hit these balls, and I started thinking about the business opportunity. And I'm like, you know what? If you've listened to this podcast, you know that I buy and flip land. Well, this wasn't a huge piece of land, but there was nothing behind it. And in the area where I live, there's a lot of land like that, where the land's on a road, and then there's a bunch of inaccessible tracks with no road to them behind it. So this was kind of like that. They're they're hitting on this little piece of land, and then behind the land, who knows what's back there, but there's no houses or anything back there. So, And then I started thinking about the cost to set this up. So when you think about it, you got, um, you obviously have the, the building, you know, but like I said, it doesn't have to be a big building. I think you could get away with a oversized shed or a slab of concrete and some walls. So the building's not going to cost that much. And then you got the golf balls are probably going to be one of the larger expenses because you got to have enough golf balls, you know, if there's you got to be able to feed people golf balls all day long, you know? So you got to have a lot of golf balls, but they don't have to be new. They don't have, you could buy used golf balls. You could probably buy them in bulk somewhere. So I don't think that would be too much of a big deal. Um, you'd have to have the machine, but you really wouldn't have to have the machine. If you wanted, you, if you were doing it yourself or you had somebody that you're paying to work there before you could afford a machine, you could always put that off and you could just have somebody count out pre-counted buckets and hey uh, here's a bucket of 100 balls that cost this you know whatever so that's kind of um and then the only other expense was the they had this like i was looking at it kind of close and it looked like a specially rigged up golf cart it had like a cage around it and then it had this piece that was on it that kind of rolled and it would catch the golf balls and pick them up. So you drive this over the range while the golfers are golfing and it protects the person driving because there's a cage around it. And then the little piece or attachment that was on it, I shouldn't say little, it was a big attachment that was on it, but it was set up to pick up the balls. And then, you know, I'm sure he takes them back to the machine, just recycles them. But I was just thinking, even if that, golf cart contraption with the piece cost ten thousand dollars you're looking at the the cost of the golf balls the cost of the machine to to sell um golf balls to people and all the buckets and stuff you're looking at the cost of the employee which i mean they were probably getting away bare bones with one or two employees so let's just say you're paying an employee $15 an hour. Let's just say you pay an employee $20 an hour and you get a good employee or $22 an hour. So you only really need to have two golfers an hour to, to break even. And when I was there, this was on a weekend, they probably had at least 15 to 20 people there golfing. So let's just say, let's just say 20 to make the numbers easy. So you got 10 golfers at 10 bucks a pop average because I think the the small golf 
bolt bucket thing was like six bucks and the big one was like 15 bucks so let's just say an average of 10 so 10 10 golfers is a hundred dollars 20 golfers is two hundred dollars and if you're paying somebody 22 dollars an hour and you paid everything else in cash that's 180 dollars at the end of the day or 170 dollars something like that per hour that you're making if you can keep everything full i'm just saying i bet that place pulls in easily i mean i know they're not that busy all day long and it was a weekend so they're probably busier than normal but i bet it easily makes 500 dollars a day and so if you use some of the land strategies that i use you start buying and flipping land you could probably stumble upon a piece of land if and that's actually what I'm going to be doing. I'm going to be looking for land as I'm flipping that might be in a good location for this and go, huh, I could do I could do myself a little driving range right here. And you know what? It doesn't have to be even as big as that. It could be, I'm just thinking in my community that I'm in, There, you could do it on a um, kind of like a, what do you call it? An honesty... Just just kind of like trust people to pay or trust people to be honest. And yes, there'll be people that, that lie, but there's an area where I live that there's a boat docking and a boat launch place. And this boat launch place was always on the honor system. There was never anybody working there. And it would say, hey, launch your boat for five bucks or 10 bucks or whatever it was. And there was a ramp and it was just on the honor system. And I'm sure there's people that went in there and launched their boat and didn't pay. But for the most part, on any given day, when we would go launch a boat, I bet there was at least 30 boats that were launched every single day. Uh, Actually, I'd say there's at least 30 cars parked, 30 to 50 cars parked all around, which you know, you know, when I say cars, I mean like a truck with a trailer. So you know that they launched. So even if it was five dollars per launch that's what 150 dollars per day and and there's probably more than that but let's say only 30 people paid let's say there were 60 people that did it every day but only 30 paid and the rest were willing which i don't even think the number's that high of people that'll rip you off but let's just say it was 50 percent. even if you made a hundred dollars a day all that guy did really was take a piece of property that he owned pour some concrete, make a nice place to launch your boat, a little ramp that went down into the lake. It was a public lake. And then he charged people for it. That is a great business model. And that model has been going there. Uh, That boat ramp is still going. And it's been there the last 20 or 30 years, as long as I can remember. And so that guy's just been churning money the whole time. But you could do a driving range just like that. You know, you could have, have the balls out or get a machine or something and not even have anybody working it. And just say, hey, it's it's X amount and hit your balls and that's it. You know, so anyway, just something to think about. I thought I'd put that out because I know, like I said, my my podcast is kind of a compilation of whatever. You can go back like a smorgasbord, like a buffet, just listen to whatever you want. And I'm sure um, there'll be people searching for podcasts with something about entrepreneurial ideas or business ideas. So I'll just label this business idea number whatever. I don't know what I'll label it, but I'll try to do something with search terms. But if you enjoyed it, um, please rate this podcast. Please share it with a friend. If you know anybody that's looking for an entrepreneurial venture, I'm not going to make anything off this idea, but share it with them. And uh, 
I think you could start that business very modestly. If especially if you had the land, you could start that probably for ten thousand dollars. With the land, the right piece of land, the right whatever, you could probably start with twenty thousand dollars. It all depends, but I think you could start that very modestly. And as you get customers and as people start doing it, it it could be a cash cow. So anyway, God bless. I'll see you on the next episode.